Good day, my friends. How are you folks doing today? And welcome to episode 19 of Moral's Podcast. I'm your host, Moral Truth. Last time, we talked about some mental health awareness. We talked about some New Year's stuff going on. Talked about some YouTube and Twitch stuff. But this time for today, we're going to be talking about some tech and philosophy. With a bit of comedy on the side here and there. <laughs> so before we get into that, let's introduce our guest for today. We have Trace Thompson from the Opinion Overload Podcast. Can you say hi? Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm one of the hosts of the Opinion Overload Podcast. Unfortunately, my co-host Sam couldn't make it here today. Uh, in short, Opinion Overload is just a plethora of topics. We kind of cover stuff that's obscure and we break it down so it's easy to understand. Okay, cool. And what kind of obscure stuff do you folks talk about on the podcast? Um, we started off with stuff like I'm just going to pull up from my episode list here. Uh, old anthropology, like ancient anthropology, uh, something from that was how humans evolved to be weaker than they did in ancient times because we became more akin to technology than you know hitting things with rocks uh, <laughs> rocks man that's how it's all started with right with rocks <laughs> rocks are the best tool you can hit anything with it indeed indeed but yeah that's some pretty cool stuff that you guys talk about yeah we'll yes. be sure to talk about a bit more about about plugging your stuff out um, later on but yep mm-hmm, for sure uh, anything you, you want to say before we get into the first topic? Um, we spent a good amount of time going over these these topics, and I'm really interested to get into the philosophy of technology as well as transhumanism because they look like they're going to be right on the horizon in the next 50 to 100 years, and it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating how like technology like over the years have like expanded, and it's still expanding today. Mm-hmm. Like almost everything these days could be done with technology. Now, even you know, this podcast, you know, is that's through the power of technology, <laughs> talking mm-hmm. to other people from around the world. <laughs> it's 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 really interesting to me because it was almost like you had this um, towards the end of the 1800s, you know, this birth of what is essentially modern technology, and from the late 1800s, early 1900s to today, it's just exploded. And there's been so much advancement in the past 100, 200 years that we'd never had over the however many thousands of years we've existed before that. Yeah, it's just like in the past, you know, in those previous eras, like completely different, like life without technology, you know, it's pretty fascinating. There's speculation, though, that um, there's something called the Kali Yuga cycle. It's not... Uh, like mainstream science or anything. It's it's an old religious concept that human uh, civilization exists in 20,000-year cycles, and there's four of them. So essentially, it's the birth and it leads all the way to the downfall. And people have started to present the idea because of how we're starting to find older and older uh, civilizations that the level of technology we have today had been achieved previously, and then we're just rebuilding back up to it. Yeah, and that kind of like goes back to the expansion of technology, like, it didn't just do it like just overnight, you know, it just happened. <laughs> I wonder though, especially, um, have you ever heard of the concept of the great filter? No, I have not. So there's an idea that's been presented in philosophy that mm-hmm. the reason we haven't 
come across any other alien civilizations that we know of yet is because there's a, a level where the technology you create either kills you or you surpass any of the limits that you had previously as a species. And many, much of the scientists who collaborate on it believe that a lot of civilizations that get to that point end up destroying themselves. And there's only a handful of civilizations that exceed that. Yeah, kind of similar to like with money or anything like that. Like it can either make you or break you. That's the same thing with technology. It depends how you use it. You know, you can use it for good. You can use it for evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think? Because you talked about Philip Kant or Ecker, I believe, yesterday about the... Uh, original he coined the term philosophy of technology did you read into him at all um i think oh wait let me see what his name was Ernst um Ernst cap oh yeah yeah yeah. we talked about a little bit about that before um mm -hmm. doing this um yeah he was the guy who um coined the term philosophy of technology um and let me see in this piece um e, i don't know how you pronounce it e-i-n-e -E, is it pronounced ein uh ein ein philosophy der technik just oh, in oh. 1877. Ein Philosophie de Technique. Yeah, that's, uh, is that like Greek? It's what? German. Oh, German. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Um, I wasn't really, I never um, had been exposed to him before, and I haven't really read much of his stuff yet because it was a short time notice since you brought him up yesterday. But I do have a dictionary philosophy here that I could pull up and see if he's in it. That would take me a second to get, but I could, it's right across the room here. No, it's fine for free, for free, because I haven't read much about him either. <laughs> All right, I'll be back, so vamp for a second. All right, for sure. Okay, I'm back with the the dictionary. What was his name again? Uh, Ernst Kapp, E-R-N-S-T, and then Kapp. Yeah, German philosopher. Okay. Um, it's a pretty thick book, so can take me a second um you know we talk about transhumanism as a almost like a a tool for humanity and you think about how it's going to change people on a fundamental level you, oh, do, you, oh, i'm sorry uh, do, are we hmm? shifting topics oh i'm sorry <laughs> uh, no i'm just covering while i'm oh yeah, yeah sure I'm getting okay to this part right. of the book you talked yeah, sure, about sure. black mirror yesterday oh yeah i love that um, show yeah <laughs> what what specifically do you like about it? The reason what I like about Black Mirror is like first like it like each episode is like completely different. It's like technology mm -hmm. being involved in like different things, like whether is like using an app like to see where your child is all the time or what your child is seeing or like an app where you rate people based on if they're like nice or they're being, you know, bad people, like being disrespectful. And then there's like app like or something with technology where I guess you have your own bee colony, I guess, and that's being used by the government to watch everybody. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite episodes from season four was uh, Metalhead. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't watch that one. It was the one with the robot dog. Oh, no, no, I didn't watch that one. Okay, that one was fascinating to me because it was it was a horror movie about a robot dog and... When you think about it, I, I'm going through this this dictionary, and I don't, I don't see him in here. I think because he's outside of classical philosophy, he's not going to be included. But this one robot, which if you look at a 
Boston Dynamics, they've developed something incredibly similar to it. There was a video um, posted on the internet a few days ago where they had gotten one of these robots to open a door, hold it so that two other robots of the same pattern could walk through and then close the door behind it. Um, that humans had essentially been eliminated by all these little drones that were autonomous to the point that their prerogative was just eliminate people and that you couldn't really kill them. It, it took almost all the characters' resources in that episode to kill one of them, and it's, it's revealed at the end of the episode that there's thousands of them. That was pretty a pretty terrifying look at what artificial intelligence could become. So it's becoming more of like a robot dog um, army that takes over the human race in a way? That's actually not too... It's, it's, it's the essentially plot of the show or that, that episode, but it's not too far off because there's... If you get an advanced enough military, you're eventually going to start implementing things like drones. And drones will lead to, as we have it today, aerial drones. But then you will eventually get something like a, a land-based drone, like the robot dog and metalhead. Or there's a, there's a military program that uses uh, repurposed ATVs that they give autonomous programming to, and they can operate themselves. And they use them to uh, detonate bombs for IED squads. And they could be incredibly dangerous because it's a lot harder to kill a robot than it is to kill a human. Indeed. Yeah, going back to that episode I was mentioning about, uh, I, I think I was trying to figure out, but the, I think season three, I believe, I think it was called The Nation of Hate. I don't remember what the name of the episode was. Uh, let me go look that up real um, quick. I don't remember all of season three, but... Oh, Hated in the Nation. Yeah, that's the name. It's season three, episode six. Recap the episode for me. Uh, basically, it starts out with um, seems like some lady that works with um. I think I don't know if she's like a cop or something, but she she works something around maybe like with the FBI or something like that. Um, I don't know. She's sitting down in front of several people trying to explain. I don't know. She goes through a flashback. We're talking about what what happened with trying to figure out what's causing people to like to be dying um oh yeah, it takes place in london basically in, in london in the uk and eventually she she finds out that there's people dying because there's somebody um hacking through like the bees it's like i guess like ro it's like robo bees or something like that that the government uses to pretty much watch over everybody in the UK um like to make sure like oh like to try and make sure there's no crimes going on in the in in the UK and uh, i think just somebody like was able to like hack through one of the bees and then just straight out kill somebody by going like the little it's like a really small robot bee basically it goes through i guess it goes through the nostrils of the person the nasal um, or goes through the ear. I don't know how, how it gets through. I think through the nose. And then just straight out kills them. They just go into the brain. And the way they find that out. Like how the bees are are killing these people. Is basically like on social media. They use a hashtag called death too. Where basically like people. Like let's say like Twitter for example. There's like oh death to whoever person you hate. I don't yeah. recall that episode of the show, but what I do remember... Yeah, but basically it was like a hashtag. Yeah. That mm, episode yeah. was, did you watch Crocodile for 
season four. No, I didn't watch that one. But yeah, basically, oh, okay. whoever gets um, tagged the most with that death to hashtag dies. And hmm. later on, yeah, they try to figure out the guy who's hacking through that system with the bees. You know, and <laughs> eventually, the plot twist instead, um, the guy that controls the bees originally. I mean, he doesn't know who's hacking through the system, and turns out they they're trying to shut shut it down to make sure the guy, the hacker, you know, doesn't try to hack through the bees. To, and then later on, um, the bees end up killing everybody who used the hashtag in the first place. It's like some sort of game or something that that the hacker invented. That's pretty interesting. It's like a almost like a Robin Hood system of justice. Yeah, in a way. Um, yeah, in the end, it was like mass killing, basically. The lot of Black Mirror is it's scary because it's almost right around the corner, and that's really concerning to people, especially when you get things like nanobot bees that kill people, or you know, robot dogs that can hunt people or super immersive VR that can, you, you can't discern it from reality. I mean, that's the the problem with technology that's going to be coming up in the next few hundred years is, uh, you know what Ready Player One is? I think so, but I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it I've heard the, of it before. The Ernst Klein book where there's a virtual reality that's so much better than actual life that no one comes out of the game and essentially the planet just becomes a, a huge slum and everyone's in the in the vr game oh that actually reminds me of the next episode after that about the uss callister where the guy uh, just puts himself in in the world uh, of like star trek um space fleet yeah in the space fleet yeah that yeah that was that was one of the the things i was going to bring up i just didn't know if you'd seen that episode yeah yeah um, i saw that one it was stuff like that's going to happen it's already on the the beginning edge of it and once you develop that technology to be so uh, almost perfect once you get it to where the human brain can discern between that and reality you're going to have problems because people will get addicted to that just like they get addicted to things like cocaine or meth and they won't leave and people will die because they won't leave the game i mean if you ever look at a you know like there's there's a opioid crisis in, in America. If you think about that, it's people using escapism. If you think about video games, they're also a form of escapism. If you get a perfect video game where you can have anything you want at any time, that could be dangerous. Yeah, I can agree in a way, because it depends like, you know, what game you play. Like, some games, like, you go to do so much, and then there's games like, you could get pretty much anything you want. Like, I mean, I mean, there's like mods that you can use in games to get um, what you want these days. Well, anytime you give someone, like a virtual reality game wouldn't put limits on its characters. Because anytime you do that, then you break the real, you break the realism. So if you have a virtual reality game that's set in whatever, like 500 years in the future, and after you do that, you can't tell people they can't do certain things, because if they do, like say you want to go uh, extravehicular activity, go outside of a spaceship, and the game blocks you from doing that, that breaks the realism. And that means that the game is imperfect. So you'd have to let people do that, and then you'd have to give them ways to do that. And if you're going to do that, and you give them something that creates and can replicate sensory stimulus, you'd have to give them all kinds of platforms to, to enjoy that game. Yeah, then with games, sometimes there will be bugs. 
and then you know, and they have to like fix the bugs, and the developers have to go through the bugs, try to like fix that. It's like a long. It's like a takes a while of that process to, because I know it's not gonna be like a perfect game, because eventually there'll be bugs that players might discover, and some bugs may be exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really the beginning of of transhumanism in in uh, the real world, because. What have you watched Altered Carbon at all on Netflix? Oh, speaking of that, actually, like I was talking to somebody, like I went live on Instagram, like I guess like a few days ago, like b- prior to this recording, and then I was telling him, oh, I was watching Black Mirror, and he's like, oh, you know, what? I recommend Altered Carbon. I'm like, oh, really? Is it like? And then yeah, that's the only time I've heard about it. I liked it. It's it's really uh, it's more of a thriller than anything else, but. It does go into certain topics like transhumanism. Um, the main part of that show, or just the core of it, is that human consciousness gets put into what's called a sleeve or a stack. And you, if you die, they can pull that out and put it in a different body, and you're essentially alive again. That's something that I don't think is too far away. Like practical immortality, I don't think it's too far away. And there's a lot of things in... Um, you know who have you ever heard of Ray Kurzweil? No, I have not. Is that another one on Netflix? It's not. It's just a researcher. He's a scientist. Oh, oh okay. Um, all right. I never heard of him. He's a futurologist and he makes all these these bold predictions about how fast it'll be before we get to artificial intelligence or how long it'll be before we get um interstellar travel and all that stuff. He thinks and he's made some claims. I mean, you can't really go after what he's saying because he's very aggressive about it. You can't take it too literally. You just have to take the concepts kind of as they are, is that he thinks that artificial intelligence will eventually replace humans, uh, not even a thousand years into their life cycle after they've been activated. Um, the ability of an AI to learn is so vast that within two years of being activated, it could have created 10,000 years of technological advancements. So you're dealing with something that if you're going, if you're going to do it, you have to put a leash on it. Otherwise, it'll outpace humans to the point that we become obsolete yeah like that robo dog <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a good transition to from our previous topic to going to transhumanism let's let's actually get into that i think that eventually humans are going to integrate themselves into machines and it could be biological uh, just because a machine is classed as that it doesn't have to be metal or you know, plastic or anything. It could be flesh and blood. It would just wouldn't be the same as we think it is. You would most likely see people getting replaced organs at first. Things like, oh, the blind can see because now they have digital eyes or you can replace limbs from people who have had amputations, stuff like that. And Right, right limbs, like prosthetic legs, you know, yeah. kind of like that. And these limbs would be far better than the natural human equivalent. I mean... You would most likely be able to get legs that could, you know, squat 10,000 pounds or whatever, something ridiculous like that. Or you could get eyes that could see two miles away. And it would essentially get so deep in a society that people just start replacing their whole bodies with that stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) Like you start with one part, then eventually you'll be transformed to, you know, an actual robot. (laughs) Eventually, I think it would outclass people, though. Like you either have in the beginning of that, you see probably a divide in uh, civilization where the ultra rich 
can have any of those upgrades that they want. And the middle class, whatever, will have essentially none of that. And it could create a, a cultural divide or a divide in society that creates almost demigods out of people. And then everyone else is just left to fend for themselves with almost nothing. Because once you get, um, this has been covered in a lot of science fiction works, once someone gets artificial or any form of immortality, the wealth that they can accumulate goes up incredibly. Um, Blade Runner, that was an issue. A lot of the powerful groups in that series had just lived for so long that they had accumulated almost inexhaustible wealth. I've heard of Blade Runner. I never saw that one, but I can imagine that, that divide. What were you saying? I'm saying that I didn't watch um, Blade Runner, but I heard some good stuff about it. But yeah, like you were saying, like the divide between um, the richer people actually having more access to, you know, have more parts that, I mean, to transition to, to a machine. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get to the point where, like, oh, like they'll be the fittest to survive. It'll, it'll be, like, natural selection in their favor. And then... Uh, at that point, it's, it's artificial selection. Since we started getting agriculture into human societies, we never really had natural selection because we're not really threatened by things as we used to be. So essentially we grew past evolution, taking the best traits of humanity and we kind of let all the traits still exist. So it, it is artificial selection and what creates that is wealth. Yeah. Pretty much everything these days, you know, involves wealth because mm-hmm. like if we don't have wealth. You can't really get anything. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if as a result of things like transhumanism that religions exist based around technology. How would you say that? Well, if you think about it, if you have the potential for immortality or you have the potential to, to do whatever you want through technology, it would almost present itself like a deity. And as such, you would could get cults or religions based around technology. Yeah, that would that would make sense. I covered that um in I recorded my episodes for this week this morning and I covered that in a short segment I did of the second episode. Um that that was a part of it. Okay, all right, for sure I'll link that in in the show notes for anybody who don't want to hear that episode of the Opinion Over the podcast. I'll leave that in the show notes if you can that link episode, it to me later on. Yeah, that episode releases Thursday, so I don't know when you're releasing this podcast, but Oh, I'll, I'll probably be released um, after you um, release your thing. So right, I'll, I'll be in the description anyways. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, let's transition into our final topic. Yeah, for sure. And our last topic, we'll talk about inventions. Specifically, what inventions do we feel need to exist or need to be invented uh, this year? <laughs> it's a little fun topic. It's a, like, well, our serious topics earlier on. <laughs> I would really like to see VR technology go up a lot this year. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Because before, like, you know, with VR, you know, you have to have, like, those little go- those goggles thing. I don't know what those are called. Yeah. Uh, just VR goggles. I mean, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, VR goggles. Yeah, and then some of my friends are actually, you know, playing, getting into, like, VR games. And it's cool to see mm-hmm. how, you know, how, like, the gameplay with that is like completely different compared to if you're just playing like you know with a mouse and keyboard or if you're playing with you know with a controller I mean, like with a like mm-hmm. yeah like an xbox controller or whatever 
And yeah, and it, it, it could expand to the point where, you know, like you don't really need the goggles or something, maybe something more complex. There's a uh, there's a company in Texas that recently bought a warehouse and what they're doing is they're converting the entire warehouse to be VR compatible so that you can play games um, just walking around the the warehouse with a backpack and VR goggles on. <laughs> and they've mapped it out so that like if you're going upstairs, it's it's a one to one or if you're going down a hallway, it's one to one. It's actually really interesting. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Like you go into VR, you like you get into your job or something, you when in reality you're just sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really want to see, because it's starting to become so much more mainstream, cryptocurrency get more um, accessible. Oh, I mean with uh, Bitcoin? I mean, any cryptocurrency in general. Bitcoin is like a, it's like the house brand. It's like Kleenex. But Bitcoin, Ripple, Ethereum, Litecoin, all that stuff just becomes more accessible to allow for more trading of cryptocurrency. And maybe establish it as some type of backup currency for certain countries or systems. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know there was like multiple um cryptocurrencies besides uh, Bitcoin. I didn't even know that. There's hundreds. Some of them are some of them are jokes though. Like there's Dogecoin, uh <laughs> 4chan has a cryptocurrency. It it's all pretty it's 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 a wasteland right now. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean I've never been to 4chan, but you know, I just know don't stuff go. happens there. Just yeah. Don't go. Stay away. I'll, I'll save myself. <laughs> Yeah. What are some things that you're looking forward to this year? Mm, that's a good question. Hmm. I think maybe it's, I know like the iPhone X, but that's where we're at right now. I know who, next thing we're going to have is like the iPhone XI or something. <laughs> the iPhone yeah. X wasn't selling very well, so I think they're discontinuing it. I do think, though, that once they release the iPhone 9, it'll have a, a screen very similar to the iPhone X. Oh, okay. All right. I, I just I don't see Apple once they've released that type of screen not making it the standard for for further generations. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, I think one thing I I was thinking about um it could be invented not really like a gadget or something. I was thinking maybe like an app. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was um trying to see like if I could use my iPhone as a webcam, and then I don't know I was looking into like some free. Um, app and then it turns out it's like stopped working and then like it's starting getting ads on it which got pretty annoying and i can understand about ads because that's what's needed to you know to keep apps free yeah or to keep websites free or to keep you know games free mm-hmm. uh, can't you i mean with stuff like periscope and all that can't you can you use your phone as a webcam no i mean that's like if you want to like um live stream on periscope let's say like using my phone like as a webcam, like if I wanted to like live stream like from my computer and then use like OBS. Yeah, yeah that's that's kind of like what I was doing before I bought my own webcam. And then that app stopped working and then it started doing ads and all that stuff and it, like, it just got pretty annoying. I had to like keep closing it and reopening it to make it work and then I just gave up on that. But I feel like that would be pretty cool for... um for people that want to live stream, but they don't have like a professional webcam or something like that, or they don't have the money for it and they have a smartphone. I feel like that can help for that. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if you had it, there's probably competitors too. Um, I think because of the access to stuff like Periscope and Twitch, that webcam streaming is probably going to start tapering off. 
soon. Not for stuff like games, but for um, like lifestyle bloggers and all that. Because there's a lot of them who are getting into it. And I feel that the the iPhone is becoming, or just phones in general, are becoming a much more versatile um, yeah, platform. Yeah. Instead of like, because you have to carry your, your laptop everywhere if you want to use it. Um, your phone takes up half a pound in your in your pocket you can take it anywhere instead of having a laptop that you have to sit at and it's almost like a fixed position you know yeah yeah, yeah. um let's see i'm thinking of other stuff i can think about um i'm kind of tapered out on inventions at the moment i think i have another one i was thinking about um um besides that with the iphone i was thinking of maybe like if somebody doesn't have like a professional microphone like mm-hmm. like I do now, like maybe use like like your iPhone as a source of like a of your microphone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you already have your own webcam, you can that, use your iPhone um, as a microphone. That came out recently. It's an app called Anchor. It's used for podcasting. Uh, basically, you'd make a phone call and it records your your conversation and then it makes it a file to be exported as a podcast. Oh really? That's cool. That's cool. Does yeah, do the okay? I saw it somewhere, but. I haven't used it or anything yet. Yeah, I figured like if like audio files don't take like a up a lot of space on like a on a phone compared to you know an actual video, they so. could they could take up a lot of space on phones. I mean, I don't know how much your <laughs> your podcast exports, but mine's like fifty or sixty megabytes an episode. So I think mine's are like a bit more. Yeah, you'd have to have like thirty two sixty four gigabyte phone to constantly record podcasts on it yeah mine's only like 16 gig so yeah i wouldn't be able to do that (laughs) yeah um let's see what else do we have we have your listeners questions as well oh yeah yeah we'll get into that in a bit okay um in a bit um i think one more last thing like for like a light like some sort of light source i can use like you could just clip onto your your laptop or something like you know like kind of like you know like ring lights Mm mm-hmm Maybe something like maybe a little cheaper alternative to that because I know, um, um, like, because that's ex- really pretty expensive for a ring light. Or I don't um, know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like crazier inventions. <laughs> maybe an automatic I mean, door or some or something. I don't know. A lot <laughs> for of that stuff for a home. Exist. It's just expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna come down with time, but you know that's what it takes. Mm-hmm, yeah, or like a tissue that like. Takes out the mucus from inside your nose like automatically, so you don't have to like blow your nose. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be uncomfortable. Or I don't know, cause you know, I use up a bunch of tissue and I'm pretty sick, like cause I have seasonal allergies. Mhm, mhm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty tapped on. Gadgets. Yeah, I think I am too. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and get into final thoughts. Actually. All right. All right. For sure. Okay, so let's start it. Off. You can start it off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, our first topic ended up turning into Black Mirror. So, which mm-hmm. I like that better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't watched Black Mirror, definitely check it out. It's pretty interesting. Like, each episode's pretty different. And, it's probably um, the best TV on TV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my sister um, introduced me to that show, actually. She loves watching it as well. Um, the transhumanism conversation, that was pretty interesting, especially because of how relevant it's going to be yeah technology is just going to keep expanding you can't really stop that you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's all like companies these days you know they invent something and then eventually they're going to start making money out of that stuff because you know people are going to say oh i'm going to need technology to do something you know and then 
they get that thing, you know, and then that becomes part of their life. Mm -hmm. Eventually, with machine learning and all that, you're just going to have one product that can do everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then the last part, inventions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know there's like a lot of stuff out there that's already been invented, but then, I don't know. We just got to think deeper as in mm -hmm. for what what we need that, you know, that technology can really help us do. Well, there's um, a lot of stuff in biomedical and all that that's coming out this year that's probably going to do a lot for that field or how certain technologies like quantum computing are coming up around the bend that will help out a lot in science and technology in general. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just a matter of what we see because it's going to come up next throughout the years. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much all we've talked about for these three topics. Let's actually get into um, last episode's question um, on episode yeah episode 18's question, and which is how do you spend your Valentine's Day? And this time we got let me see how many responses we have. I'm checking my Google Docs right now. Uh, six responses. So yeah, we got six responses for um, that question. So I'll start it off. Um, let's see. Our first response comes from 729, and he says, This year I'll be visiting my old school and spending it with my significant other and some friends. All right. I'm going to take Kizach here because I want to protect OBM OBMC's life right there so it doesn't get bodied in the meme count. <laughs> but yeah, Valentine's Day is yeah, more with just um, your significant other. Spending with your friends, spending with people who care about you, that cares that you care about and mm -hmm. that's that's pretty much how it is yeah for sure yeah. um valentine's day is when kizosh and her significant other remind themselves how important their relationship is anything that can be put aside is a place for the devoted evening of doing something together we like to have a special meal at home and avoid crazy busy restaurants in town no gifts just time and we get up super early and buy all the 50 percent off chocolate at walmart yeah you just gotta wait till valentine's day ends and then you get your discounts on the candy <laughs> that's, that's what it's about yeah, that's how it is with, um, because I work as a cashier at the grocery store, and they have that as well. They they just cut it, you know, fifty percent mm -hmm. off. You could just basically get get any Valentine's Day candy for fifty cents, because mm -hmm. where I work at is technically a dollar store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's as cheap as you can get. And all the other uh, merchandise, like anything else that's not candy, you just get it uh, for like twenty five cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you could just use, you could just pretty much use that for next year's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Same, yeah, same thing for like the day after Halloween or the day after Thanksgiving or the day after Christmas, like all those holidays. You actually get a considerable amount of responses from from your uh, listeners. Yep, indeed. I'm still gonna read Obby's anyways because I'm just kidding. Oh, please, nah, please protect him. Save his life, please. Don't don't hurt him like that. No, I won't. Yeah, I won't. But yeah, thank you, IBMC, for your response. Anyways, I'll, yeah, right. thank you. Um, I'll read the next one from right. from it's Jumble, and he says, "I spend my Valentine's Day looking forward to the next day, cause it's my birthday on the fifteenth. All right, well, happy belated birthday to you, Jumble. We really hope you got something pretty good for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Um, Pinterest artist has an interesting one here." For Valentine's Day, he spent his family with spent she, his time with his family. Sorry, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Pinterest start Pinterest started as okay. she. Sorry, she spent time with her family and invited her mother and brother out to breakfast at IHOP. 
They spent the afternoon marathoning the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's like 15 hours of movies. That's a solid investment. Wow, that's... They did that in a day? I mean, you could pretty much do anything in a day, I believe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I only mean, 24 hours. <laughs> like, uh, like one-third of that is spent by sleeping. There's some stuff you couldn't marathon in a day. Like Doctor Who. I know, that's one of the longest TV series of all time. I remember my sister was binge-watching Sherlock. How did that go? I have no idea. She was just on her laptop all day watching Sherlock. <laughs> oh, I probably can't be comfortable watching stuff on a laptop. Never is. I don't know. Benedict Cumberbatch is a pretty good actor. I could he agree is. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll read the last response. Um, Alfie right. from Discord. Um, he says, I spent the day before Valentine's not being able to sleep. Adrenaline was pumping because I had to ask my crush out. It was the most half and half feeling. The thought of rejection came across quite often, but I was quick to dismiss it. Finally, I went with um, I went with at my crush's house at 12 p.m. and asked if she wanted to hang out with me and watch a movie or whatever. She said yes during the movie, and I had my first ever kiss. The best Valentine's Day and the other I'll never forget Hashtag bless. Bless that child. He deserves it. Yeah, moral bless. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, Alfie, that, you know, you're able to, that your crush said yes to you. You know, sometimes it could be difficult. Sometimes it could be difficult to ask out someone that you like. And I, I know it was for me in high school and, you know, in public school. I don't think I asked anybody out because <laughs> I'm not into, like, that. Yeah, I'm not really into, like, dances or, like, going to the prom. Because I know I ain't go to prom. I ain't go to grad night either. I just saved my money. I was playing League of Legends all day at the time. Hmm. All right. I think yeah, I'm yeah. going to introduce the question for this episode. All right. Go for it, Trace. What is episode 19's question? And would you like to live in a transhuman world? In other words, would you live in a world with human race beyond evolves beyond its current physical and mental limitations well that's it for the question you heard it here from trace would you like to live in a transhuman world again would you essentially live in a world where the human race evolves beyond its current physical and mental limitations send your response on facebook or twitter at morals podcast you can also send an email at moraltruthbusiness at gmail.com or you can send a comment on YouTube pretty much. I'm all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the responses. This um, is definitely a series of interesting topics um, we discussed today. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you mind if I plug some of my stuff here? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you can get Opinion Overload on any podcast network. We've recently got on spotify we have it on itunes pocket cast anywhere you can find a podcast you can find opinion overload and you can find us on social media at opinion ovr load on facebook twitter and instagram and all those links will be in the show notes yeah feel free to check out opinion overload sounds like they have a lot of interesting stuff i'll be sure to check them out as well and and with that said that concludes episode 19 of most podcast i'd like to thank trace thompson from the Opinion Overload podcast for joining me today. Thank you for hosting me on your show. Anytime, anytime, man. Thanks for you know, having these series of discussions with me. Like I always wanted to like talk about Black Mirror with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> really love that show. All right. All right. And until next time, 
This is More Truth, your host of Moros Podcast. Take care, have a great rest of your day, and let the Moros be with you.